Welcome in, one and all, the Bill Michaels Show. Good you're on board today. Glad to have you. All that kind of good stuff. Fun day today. Hey, thanks to our friends at Burn Pit Barbecue. BurnPitBBQ.com right here in our own backyard. And as a matter of fact, they're veteran-owned, based in Racine, Wisconsin. And it is grilling season, my friends. And whether it's rubs or hot sauces or just really, really good barbecue sauces, get a hold of our friends at BurnPitBBQ.com. That is BurnPitBBQ.com. Hey, going back to real quick, going back to our discussion when it came to beer sales in Major League Baseball parks, uh, Bob Nightingale, take a listen to this. This is taking it to the extreme. The Houston Astros have now become the sixth team, including the Brewers, to extend beer and alcohol sales past the seventh inning with quicker games. They've also announced that 40% of the ballpark locations, so not in the family sections and all that stuff, but 40% of the locations, probably the suites, the bars within and such, will keep alcohol flowing through the end of the game. Or four hours after the first pitch, whichever comes first. How's that possible, Ben? So say the game is a a two-and-a-half-hour game. Does that mean they're staying open an hour and a half after the game? No, I read it as it will only... At the end of the game, it's over. Correct. Okay. So if it goes extra innings and it's a four-hour game, in the fourth hour, they'll, they'll shut it down. It says... Keep alcohol flowing through the end of the game, comma, or four hours after the first pitch, whichever okay. comes first. So, in other words, you got an extra inning games, extra inning game down in Houston. You're tilting, baby. Tilting. Bring me a straw. There you go. <laughs> Can you imagine a four-hour game, extra innings, and they're keeping the taps wide? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Yeah. Downtown Houston, you better have tires duct taped to your car leaving that ballpark, baby. (laughs) There you have it. So the Astros, they're taking it to a whole other level. We're going to keep it going and flowing. How we're looking. There you go. Houston, uh, and they probably, you know, well, then again, they probably have all those extra garbage cans around out there. You know, they're not using them anymore. They're not banging on them anymore. So it's okay. Good to go. 877-867-1670. Okay, so I wanted to get into this, and some of you in the last hour, um, Greg says, also don't forget about a rain delay. Good point, Greg. Thank you very much. So uh, some of you took the comments and the open of the show erroneously, and uh, I I was – talking about how I got into this discussion. A buddy of mine, Ross, who lives just outside of Philadelphia, he and I were talking last night because uh, he had um, he had uh, uh, texted me. And he said, does anybody actually have a source? Let me read it for you, for you real quick. Because he texted me last night. He says, uh, here it is. Does anybody actually have a source that they're using within the Green Bay Packers organization or within the Jets that is relevant, or is this just all speculation about when Aaron Rodgers will actually be traded? I just said, no, it's all speculation. It's all people's opinion at this point. So, And then we started going back and forth, and finally he called me. So I'm coming coming home last night, and we got. I was talking to him on the phone. We got into this discussion. And the uh, 
this is kind of like this Cliff Notes version of a synopsis, and you tell me if you agree with it, yes or no. Um, when Rogers, we've already talked about Rogers going into the darkness, being 90% ready to retire and coming out and finding out in some way, shape, or form to whatever his dislike was that the Packers were in some way shopping him. And then says, okay, I'll, you know, saying, okay, I'm going to take my talents to New York and play for the Jets. Okay. So you have to believe. You have to believe that when the Jets and their front office contingent of Woody Johnson, Douglas, Salah, Nathaniel Hackett, the offensive coordinator, coaches, when this whole contingent goes out to California and they, they go to this this place to meet with Aaron Rodgers, you have to believe two things. Obviously, the Packers gave them permission to do it. So, yeah, if you want to seek a, a deal with the Jets, go for it. You have to believe that the parameters for a deal were in place. I cannot fathom for the life of me that – Brian Gutekind said, you go talk to him. You know, let us know what you want. I, I, that's no. That's ass backwards. I think the deal was we'd like to trade for Aaron Rodgers. He probably said, this is what I'm looking for. They said, okay, let's do this, uh, but, but it's going to be contingent on us talking to him first. Okay, great. They go out and they talk to Rodgers. Deals in place. You got to believe it, right? You got to believe there's something there. There's a parameter for a deal that's done. I think what happened, and this is where people say, ah, it's easy. Blame Aaron Rodgers. Here we go. No, I'm not blaming him. He he unwittingly kind of sabotaged it a little bit. I don't think he did it on purpose. There's a lot of things Aaron Rodgers says specifically, but I don't think he did it on purpose. I think he was answering a question and being relatively honest about it. But I think what happened was he goes on McAfee and he talks about the experience. And he drops the, oh, I was 90% ready to retire. I, I just decided that this is it. I mean, when I was going into the darkness, I, that this was it. I was 90%. Right. And I think the gents went, whoa, wait a minute. What? And I think dropping that publicly. Now, the Jets and the Packers and such may have known about this or heard about this or discussed this behind closed doors. But dropping this publicly then puts an additional pressure on both sides Rodgers is considering retirement Rodgers is going to call it quits after this season Rodgers came out and wants to play for the Jets but after this I mean he was 90% ready to retire after this season can you imagine what he's going to do next season he's done he's so I think that's what threw the monkey wrench in this thing because the Jets were probably like okay we can do this we can do this and then he went "Ah, I was 90% ready to retire and they went whoa wait a minute we're not giving up this, 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 and this for a guy that is only going to play for us one year. And the likelihood, I mean, because he didn't say that when we met with him or whatever, but I, I get this, I get the sense that that's kind of where this thing went. And that's the reason we're kind of where we are now because the Packers are saying we had a deal. This is what we want. And the Jets are like, well, you know, 
not for a guy that's only going to play a year. I mean, that's just a lot to give up. And we, you know, if he's only going to be here a year, we got to go for it, which means we need that. We need a tackle and we need a couple other weapons. And that's the reason we're talking to DeAndre Hopkins now because OBJ is gone. And, you know, we brought in this guy and, you know, it, it, it's, I think that's what happened. Now, some will say, well, you know, Rodgers always knows what he's saying and the ramifications. Uh, This is the only time I can look at it and go, I think he was answering a question honestly, and maybe he felt that he relayed that to the Jets in some way, shape, or form, but I think it just kind of threw a monkey wrench in the deal. So now um, you look at, what's what's out there and i think that if the packers walk away with by the way ben did you notice now everybody is demeaning this year's draft in terms of the players in terms of the players and the depth of talent i have noticed now it's now it's not a talented draft now you know first of all i was listening uh bryce young is the most talented player no longer cj stroud you know, suddenly they've switched back over to Bryce Young. And I think half of these jackasses have absolutely positively no idea what they're talking about. They don't study it. And then when they finally hear somebody say something, they just take it and run with it. I think there's a lot of morons that are speaking nationally that have no effing clue what the hell they're talking about. Or they have just enough of a clue to make themselves dangerous. It, it, it just all of a sudden today, Bryce Young's it. He, oh, he's the man. He's a, what did Bryce Young do between his pro day and now? When C.J. Stroud was, I'm I'm just going to say, did he pick up a 25-pound weight and stand on a scale and say, look, I've gotten stronger and bigger? Come on. So anyway, they say now the Packers, who are looking for additional help for Jordan Love, would be smart to go into next year. Now, this is, again, a lot of the people coming out of New York, they'd be smart to take the draft choices for next year because it's a deeper draft next year. And I'm thinking, no. Because if you got the 13th pick yet this year and the and the Jets still made the playoffs, then if you look at next year's first round pick for the Jets, because that's what's being floated out there that they're going to get a, they're going to get a second and then next year's first and then it's going to kind of go from there. Um and I'm thinking why would I not want the 13th pick this year versus say the 28th 24th, 26th next year. What's going to make that a better draft for me? As if they're trying to convince the Packers, no, you don't want this year's 13th pick. Next year's 26th pick, that's going to be the better pick. I I don't get it. I know that's what's being floated is the Packers get their uh, one of their second-round picks this year, a first-round pick next year, and then if by chance Rodgers does or doesn't retire, there's going to be kind of a swing-back pick from the Green Bay Packers in 25. But I, it, it's just so much crap. The Mel Kuypers of the world, the Todd McShays of the world – all this stuff, you know, we're gonna we're moving them up the big board. It's our seventh mock draft. What changed? What changed? You see a couple of teams signing some free agents, but what changed? The Packers have done their due diligence. 
You know, I know that Brock Bakhtiari threw out all these different scenarios that if by chance they have to hang on to Aaron Rodgers, they've cleared that space. They have, they're one of the top five or six teams with cap space right now. And they're making the arrangements in case they have to keep Aaron Rodgers just for a, for a doomsday pill. You know? They're, they're, it's, it's not like all, they don't want to pay him. They don't want to have the, all. They can't cut him. They'll never cut him. You know? But I, I don't. I, I I don't see them hanging on to him. I really don't. But the just in case scenario has popped up. And here's the other thing that we have not discussed. Um, Kuiper is a clown with his pretty hair. No, if you look at him, he looks like Eddie Munster. He's got Eddie Munster hair. Just an FYI. Um, but if you look at the other scenario where the Jets and, and everybody says, well, you know, after June 1st, the Jets hold the cards. No, they don't. You know why? How many times have we seen a quarterback go down in training camp? Somebody twists a knee, somebody blows out an ACL, you know, whatever it happens to be. There, there, will, there will be another, if they go after June 1st and the Jets haven't blinked, the Packers could say we're opening it up. We're going to open it up to a team that loses a quarterback. And it's going to be a viable team, but there still might not be a quarterback in San Francisco. You could lose another high-end quarterback on a team that has the predictability to maybe go to the postseason, that he could go in, whatever it happens to be. But if the Jets let it go past the draft, and there's not a deal, unless there's a deal in place to where both sides have said, shut up, stop talking about it, the Packers have said, we need to spread this cap money out. We're going to wait until after June 1st. Then the Jets are like, okay, we'll do it then. We'll just let everybody speculate. But between Douglas and Gutekinds, they said, you don't say a word. I don't say a word. Nobody says anything. This is the way it's going to be. That, that's, that, that's, that's pretty, that's pretty, uh, pretty smart in their, both of their parts. Now, it may not end up being what the Green Bay Packers fans want, but in the long term, maybe it's not a bad way to go. I still think that I still think that uh, they'll get this deal done right around the draft. That's just my opinion. I don't have anything to base it on. I don't have a source. I'm not quoting Carton or anybody else. I just get from what I've seen, what I've heard, what I've, what, what I'm, you know, whenever with all the speculation swirling, I still think it probably behooves both sides to get this thing done sooner rather than later. And it'll probably be, Probably be the uh, probably be the draft. Matthew says Joe Douglas won't stop talking though, but he's not giving you specifics. He just says Rogers will be here. Don't worry, we'll get we'll get it done. Which leads me to believe that they've got something. The parameters they're like one pick off, you know, and now it's just this. You know, we'll wait and see who blinks, or we'll do it. You know, at the the trade deadline, or not the trade deadline, the uh, draft deadline. But I I just. I think part of that was instigated via Rodgers and some of his kind of off-the-cuff comments. I think part of it is they had a deal. The parameters are in place. I think Woody Johnson and Joe Douglas weren't unnecessarily the same page. Johnson said, let's get him at all costs. Douglas says, I don't want to mortgage everything for a guy that may only want, want to play one year. Uh, Woody Johnson probably said, do what you got to do, but I want that guy. So Douglas says, well, then we're going to wait. I'll, I'll get him, but we're going to wait. And I that that to me is more the way this thing has gone. But all this other stuff, man. I wake up and 
Good Morning Football and Connie Bowl is talking about it and they're throwing out their speculation and I'm, I'm listening to Teddy Bruschi today and he's t- <laughs> he's telling me all about all these different scenarios and what they don't do and don't have to do and I like Teddy. Teddy I think is probably one of the more respected guys on that panel. He throws out some crazy stuff every now and then but some of his stuff that ends up being true and I'm like wow he, he kind of nailed that. But he was he was saying you know that all this stuff about well you know the Packers don't have to do anything and all they got to do is stockpile for Jordan Love for two and three years down the road I'm like two and three years down the road you're not kicking the can for all these different players and all these different contracts down the road for three more years Matt, you're not doing that you you want to give Jordan Love all the opportunities all the weapons all the things that he needs to have success right now or at the very at the very least next year. You don't want to kick it three years down the road. I mean, it, it just – so anyway, the, the the spinning talking heads got together, and I think it becomes a giant steaming pant load myself. Just an FYI. Uh, 877-867-1670. Give me your thoughts. Give me your thoughts because that uh, – I again, I, I think it's a very simple scenario. I think it's actually easy. I think it's not as complicated as many people are making it out to seem. Um, and I think it's it's just so unbelievably aggravating and, and frustrating and anxiety-filling for, for so many, but I'm kind of like, eh, it's going to happen. I'm not, I'm not pining for it as much as I was as far as the talk goes. I think it's just going to get done. And by the way, we are two weeks, two weeks away from uh, night one of the NFL draft, the first round of the NFL draft. You can hear all the action right here on many of these same stations. And if you can't get it on the stations in your area, then make sure you download the app and listen to WOZN, The Zone, Madison. Or you can uh, always follow us. I, I highly recommend you subscribe on YouTube, and it's free. It just pops up. It'll tell you, hey, we're going live. So you can do that. Uh, you can find us uh, on YouTube. You can find us on Twitch TV. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Twitter. Plenty of ways to track it down. But uh, two weeks from tonight, first round of the NFL draft. Going to go ahead and take a quick break. We've got a lot more to get to. i uh, got to say hi to our friends at Boondocks Barbecue Burgers and Brews on County Road K in Oconomowoc. And the deck is open, looking beautiful. I can't wait to get out there and enjoy some of the barbecue and sit on the deck have a cigar, enjoy myself, good ride, uh, all kinds of good stuff going on up there. Again, boondocks, barbecue, burgers, and brews, and look for the shop across the street to be opening soon. Good stuff there as well. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. show continues on we are uh, getting ready to probably in the next uh, couple of weeks unveil the uh, the new big in a cruiser compliments of our friends at cunis rv they are wisconsin's fastest growing and now voted best rv dealer 
in the state and just beyond the borders, go to Cunis, K-U-N-E-S, CunisRV.com, and they bring out uh, America's most reliable and best-selling RV and camper brands, such as Jayco, Gulfstream, Nexus. Nexus is what we have. Thor, Crossroads, Keystone, Winnebago, Reg, Redwood, so much more. And they do consignments, and they're getting ready to start up a concierge service. Uh, I mean, just so many different innovations. That, uh, if you're looking for campers, if you're looking for motorhomes, fifth wheels, travel trailers, you name it, or just a big-ass RV like we're going to have, good stuff from our friends over there at Cunis. K-U-N-E-S, CunisRV.com. That is CunisRV.com. Good, good stuff. Um Got a couple of different uh, different things here. Um, uh, by the way, J- Jason, afternoon to you too. Um, John says, uh, could possibly the Packers renege? Highly unlikely the scenario for either side to back out of the deal now. No, um, the way the way I think it, it could go south is if, say, the Packers say just say no, we're not giving. I keep going back to the discussion. If you listen to the pundits out of New York, Rogers' deal is going to get done. They're going to go to the postseason. They need one or two pieces. Rogers is going to put them over the top. Okay. I keep then asking, if that's the case, and you thoroughly believe that, as most New Yorkers and, and most people in the football world do, right, Ben? Most people believe that if the Jets get Aaron Rodgers, they're a bona fide, not only a postseason team, but could be a legitimate Super Bowl threat. Is that is that the case? Yeah. Okay. I've got verification from Ben producing the program. So if that's the case, what is the price of Rodgers if you get back into the postseason for the first time since 2010, the longest tenured franchise without finding their way into the postseason out of any of the big four sports, basketball, baseball, football, and hockey, it's been 13 going on 14 years since they've been to the postseason. Why in the world would you then hang on like grim death to one draft pick? It doesn't make sense. It would be the Jets to screw themselves out of this to have the Packers say, sorry, I'm walking away. We're opening it up. We're going to have four or five other teams that are viable that Rodgers would agree to go play for, and I'm just sorry, we're not going to do it. And if Aaron wants to fold his arms and pout, they've got enough money set aside to say, Aaron, you're inactive. We don't need you. We don't want you. We're going to pay you to stand there and then if Rodgers doesn't show up it could be awkward they could give him excused absences or something to that effect but at that point then what do you do you know they could do that but they could stay that's not going to happen but that's that's absolutely the doomsday pill you know what I mean that's not going to happen though what will happen is somebody else will come strong now, I know San Francisco doesn't have assets, not in this year's draft, but say San Francisco says, look, we'll give you a one next year, we'll give you a, a one the year after, and a one the year after that. Bring this guy home. We know, we know we can get him to play at least a couple years. Okay, great. They get three ones over the next three years after this one, whatever. I mean, I'm just throwing it out there. I'm not saying that's that's the deal, but I'm just, you, you know what I mean? You can, Somebody else will jump into the fray and say, we'll give you this. Because we believe we can win, too. 
And and that's what I think is 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 probably the most likely. The Packers, you know, because people keep saying that the Packers don't hold any of the cards. No, the Packers, I think, hold more cards. They don't hold all the cards. But I don't think they – I don't think the Packers were over a barrel. The more you look at this, the Jets have – unless the Jets jump into the Lamar Jackson stuff, which could, could happen, and then the Packers lose some of their leverage. But – Unless they jump into the Lamar Jackson stuff, I don't, I don't see, I don't see them having much leverage. Just my, just my opinion. Uh, Thomas said it's all speculation, clickbait articles, personal takes, etc. Correct. Uh, Greg says exactly right, Bill. Twelve years of misery ends for the Jets. Why would they not want him for damn near anything? Jason says, my understanding of this situation is the Jets are uh, referencing the Favre trade while Gutekinds is pointing to the reference of the Montana trade. Uh, Well, if they're referencing those two trades, then they should be referencing the Aaron Rodgers trade. Um, JJ says, Baltimore already said they would match any offer. When did they say that? Did they say that, Ben? I have not seen that. No, I have not seen that. So, J.J., tell me where you saw that because I have not seen that. They've been really quiet. Uh, they have said that they want Lamar back. They have pined for Lamar and such, but, you know, I, I don't I, – I don't – I haven't read that or seen that anywhere. And I, I was watching this morning just because the Lamar Jackson stuff – before it's all said and done, could play into the mix. And also, uh, they were talking this morning that the Colts would still be uh, interested in Lamar Jackson should they decide to jump into that fray. And there was nothing mentioned at that point in time about um, Baltimore saying it doesn't matter what you do, we're going to match anything. I, I, I mean, I they just that. signed Odell. Right. And then they're partying Lamar and Odell at a nightclub. Right. I don't see Lamar then going somewhere else. There has to be some confidence that they'll get it done. There, yeah. There or has he'll to play be on some... the tag. Right? Right? 877-867-1670. According to Charles Robinson, uh, Charles Robinson uh, said that the Jets once had a better offer on the table, and that you know was currently accepted for Packers and the quarterback Aaron Rodgers. As Robinson puts it, the Jets were once willing to give up a 2023 second-round pick, a 2024 first-round pick without any clauses. And then Rodgers goes on the McAfee. There you go. He went on the McAfee show where he famously stated that his intention was to play for uh, New York in 2023. So what happened since then? Well, uh, also that the Jets have turned their 2024 offer into a conditional second-round pick. They'd like a 2025 choice in return should Rodgers then turn around and retire because of the 90% retired going into the darkness statement. Now apparently owner Woody Johnson is, quote, scared about giving up a first-round pick for Rodgers in 2024 without there being strings attached to it. The problem is that even adding a condition to a trade that would convert uh, that offered 2024 second-round pick into a first-round pick if the Jets host a home playoff game becomes unlikely to be earned as there are two other AFC contenders in the Buffalo Bills and Miami Dolphins in that division. As far as giving up the conditional first-round pick goes, Woody Johnson is not going to do it. Robinson also noted that the first-round pick swap 
had been discussed with the Packers potentially moving up from 15th to 13th overall in the 2023 draft. Allegedly, both teams are trying to acquire 2024 draft value. In the off chance, there is a quarterback situation and it doesn't pan out. They need to get, uh, you know, the end on the race for Caleb Williams. There's a good chance that Williams and May individually are going to be considered better than any quarterbacks in 2023-2022 draft. And uh, by that time, they're going to be eligible to declare, and they're going to want to jump in on that if, indeed, the whole Rodgers thing doesn't work out or the Jordan Love thing is a disastrous failure. So, and uh, again, going back to Craig Carton, who swears to God that the 49ers are in the mix uh, because they would offer multiple third-round picks in an unconditional 2024 first-round draft choice as well if the Jets can't come any closer to the Packers. So there you have it. I, I, it it's, I get it. But I had to believe that there was a deal that was in place when Aaron Rodgers flew out to, or when Aaron, when the, the contingency flew out to meet with Aaron Rodgers in, in, in California. And Rodgers somewhat unwittingly, very casually dropped the, I was 90% into the retirements thing. And, and again, this, this is, this is typical Aaron Rodgers. Trey Wingo yeah, reported it, that the deal right. was done. And right. given everything that's happened since he reported that, because everybody was very doubtful, and then right. everything came out, and then they met, and Rodgers went on McAfee. But he reported at that time that the deal yep. was done. Rodgers to the exactly. Jets is done, which exactly. leads you to think that it was. He had, from what I understand regarding the Trey Wingo thing, he's got a source with the Jets. That 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 was my understanding. Now I could be wrong. That would make but sense. But he that that I heard that he had somebody he knew from his ESPN days that um that worked with the Jets. And that is where they believe that the this you know the the deal is done came from. So whether now, now, no, no. Uh, this is from Craig, who says, "Do you think that Aaron Rodgers sabotages deal on purpose just to make the Packers sweat?" No, no, I don't. No, I don't. That would be uh, awesome. No, yeah, that awesome if, in a bad way. Yeah, that that would be oh yeah. Kind of. Uh, let's do this. We're 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 really really late for a break, so let's do this. Um, uh, let's go ahead and take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll get into the whole. We'll c- continue on the mix. But uh, but hang in there. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Sloppy Joe's and Smoke on the Water, where both places are fantastic. They had a huge Easter brunch at Smoke on the Water. Sloppy Joe's always a great place to go. I've always said walking into Sloppy Joe's is a traditional, traditional, just a good old-fashioned Wisconsin bar. And then there's Sloppy Joe's. Uh, to go to on Hubertus in Hubertus or Smoke on the Water with that expansive new downstairs where they have the music and they have different things going on. They have a uh, a comedy show and a, a magician coming in, as a matter of fact. They do all kinds of big events down there now. That's uh, both places, Smoke on the Water and Okachi Lake, Sloppy Joe's on Hubertus in Hubertus. You cannot go wrong. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Good to have you. Hey, coming up tonight. 
not doing anything and you're on the Waukesha area, you want to come out and maybe check out a late Brewers game tonight, I'm going to be out at uh, uh, Nice Ash Cigar Bar, 323 West Main Street, downtown. My buddy Rick Pomeroy, he, uh, as a matter of fact, his band, the full band is not playing. Rick is tonight, but uh, his band, Boo the Band, was the, the band that we had uh, on uh, the Facebook uh, the other day when we were over at uh, Paulie's Pub and Eatery in West Dallas. But we're going to be at Nice Ash tonight. Rick's playing there. They have music uh, every Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So he's playing there tonight. So we're going to head down there tonight and hang out for a little bit and check out the music. So uh, he's also, he plays uh, my Christmas party every year. Uh, brings the music and brings the band and plays the Christmas party here at the house. But uh, good stuff coming up tonight. So if you're looking to go down and maybe watch watch a game, have a finer bourbon, a whiskey, uh, you know, just a beer on a tap or whatever. They have a large walk-in humidor and uh, all these different flavors of hookahs as well. But it's just going to be a good time tonight. Come on down, listen to some music, check out the Brewers game. 323 West Main Street, downtown Waukesha. That's Nice Ash Cigar Bar. You can find them online at theniceash.com. That's theniceash.com. Uh, apparently, according to uh, some, uh, the New York Post says the Packers and the uh, the Packers and the Jets have not spoken in weeks. Probably not since the owners' meetings. Uh, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. They, they, the New York Post says, don't hold your breath waiting for an Aaron Rodgers trade before the NFL draft as the Packers and the Jets continue to negotiate a pot- uh, potential deal. Who said in March that he intends to play uh, for the New York Jets in 2023? Conversations have stalled. There has not been a whole lot of conversation, if any, over the last couple of weeks. Going back to the owners' meetings, according to Adam Schefter, uh, the Jets and Packers reportedly have dug in and they're willing to be patient, and uh, a deal does not appear to be close. Now, the Jets have the 13th pick overall. We all know that. Yada, yada, yada. We know it's all a giant, a giant steaming pant load of crap. Uh, do the Packers want him there when he's scheduled to counter about count about $60 million? Do you want to risk him showing up and getting hurt, or do the two sides want to come together and get something done? Okay. That, that statement there, that's crap, just so you know. Oh, my God, Rodgers could get hurt. Oh, no. It's not going to happen. Not going to happen. Rodgers, remember, said, well, Green Bay is, quote, digging their heels in, trying to get compensation. Yeah, that's their job. I don't fault Brian Good against that one iota. And if you take that as some kind of a negative, that's on you, man. That's on you. Um, do I believe that they're going to get a deal done? Yes. Do I believe that it's going to be right around the draft? Yes. Do I believe this whole thing about Rodgers is going to come to camp and get hurt? No. Not for a minute. Uh, Rodgers will not have to show up until either. They'll even excuse him out of a mandatory minicamp until this deal gets done. When training camp starts is when the Jets are going to get really, really nervous if they don't have a quarterback. Zach Wilson is a D-bag. We all know that. They don't want him. They have just drafted first-round draft choice after first-round draft choice, and they have screwed the pooch on all of them. They have had horrific scouting on these quarterbacks, and now they're trying to look for a bona fide quarterback to actually put them in the postseason for the first time since 2010. And they're going to screw this deal up too. At some point, Brian Gutekinds is going to say, you know what, Mr. Douglas? Uh, The 49ers are now in the mix. I'm tired of waiting on you, so we're done. We've given you every opportunity. I told you what what he was worth. You don't want to talk about it. You don't want to come up. You don't, you know, no. Talk to you later. Just want to let you know. I'm being courteous here. I'm being upstanding. And we're going to move on. 
And we know Aaron would love to play for San Francisco. Oh, by the way, you know it too. He would go and play for Shanahan in a heartbeat with a number one ranked defense. Really good weapons, Demo Samuel and Kittle. Are you kidding me? <laughs> He'd go there in a heartbeat. And they would be glad to have him for a year, come out and teach Trey Lance and Brock Purdy and anybody else that wants to be a backup quarterback to Aaron Rodgers, all the ins and outs. And, oh, by the way, he may stay an extra year. So if Trey Lance wants to go, Trey, don't let the door hit you on the ash. You weren't that good anyway. Brock Purdy, on the other hand, kind of a leader, and the fans really got behind you. We don't know if you're going to be great, but, you know, we're okay. So maybe we'll throw a little bit more into the mix to get Aaron Rodgers to come back home, come to San Francisco, play the last couple of years of his career right here in his own backyard, which was his boyhood dream to begin with. So he didn't get chosen first to come to San Francisco at the beginning of his career, but the end of the career he would end in San Francisco. It's a storybook ending. And, oh, by the way, he would have a legitimate shot at winning a championship. Packers don't want to do that. They don't want to see the uh, Lombardi Trophy hoisted via an NFC team led by Aaron Rodgers. They don't want that. But if you're going to offer them a lot more, it's certainly going to jump into the mix. And Woody Johnson's going to, you know, suddenly the depends are going to be full because he's going to crap them going, how do we lose this? Well, you held on to that one draft choice just because you were so afraid of the 90% dumping into the, uh, dumping into the, the darkness, I might retire. That's it. I don't have a problem with it. So if I'm Brian Gutekinds, hang on to him. Hang on to him like grim death. Um, Jeffrey says, uh, Jets, they're comparable to the Lions and Matt Millen years. <laughs> uh, Matthew says, I knew Rodgers is like Jordan in that he uses any slight for motivation, so it's not that far away for him to uh, be called vindictive. Yeah, that's true. Anything he can find where it seems like somebody's being negative towards him, you better believe he'll throw that chip on his shoulder. And uh, you know what? As a Packers fan, I loved it when he did. I've said all along, I thought I thought he would come back and have a really solid season this year. I really, I, I still believe that. Doesn't matter who he's playing for. He will. Uh, I didn't think it was father time. I think it was just a lot of circumstances. And the offseason. I can't what I can't believe is that if this all this what you know, he still brings up the Jordan Love pick. So all this thing was, you know, it's not Jordan's fault. I have all this love for him. It's a beautiful mystery and blah 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 blah. Whatever. Uh but he's still pissed at the organization. For all the the crap that he spewed when he finally came back those two days before camp and gave that 35, 45-minute dissertation about I need to air the grievances, uh, I want to be treated right, and they then did everything. I mean, they brought in the Rolling Stones insignia just to permanently attach him to his ass, kissed every, every inch of that thing. Here we go, all up and down it. And paid the man, kept his people, some of them not even deserving a roster spot, kept him around, everything to show him the love. And he still is pissed off about the Jordan Love pick. Still. So as a Packer fan, I loved it when he held on to those chips. I, I did because you knew it was going to drive him. But he's, he's, he's a different cat, man. He's a different cat. Um, let's do this. We'll, we'll break. 
We'll come back. We'll get more into this. I know there's a lot of you that have something to say. 877-867-1670. Phone lines are going to be wide open, uh, not only this hour, but coming up in the next hour as well. So I want to get into all of this and, and uh, chat with you about it. Hey, our friends over there at uh, at uh, Cruise Planners, land and cruise vacations. Land and cruise vacations. You can call them today uh, for whether it's the best all-inclusive packages to set up your trip, to go internationally, or right here in our own backyard. Whatever it happens to be, check out our friends at Cruise Planners. Kirk and the gang, they got you covered. You can pay for the whole thing if you just want to put a down payment just to kind of get it, get the ball rolling and then pay it off. Or if you want them to finance it, say it's a trip of a lifetime. You want to do everything from the Parthenon to the Leaning Tower of Pisa. You can do all of that and say, man, I want to go anywhere and everywhere. I'm going to do a 20 grand trip. Here you go. And they can help you finance that too. Trip of a lifetime. Whatever it happens to be. 262-344-0697. Anywhere in the continental U.S. 262-344-0697. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. They're open. They're getting ready to run. The track is new. Asphalt is down. I'm not talking about Road America. I'm talking about the other terrific track here in the state of Wisconsin, Great Lakes Dragaway, down in Union Grove, the oldest continuously operating track in the world. And the season passes are on sale. 262-302-2138. 262-302-2138. Or simply go to greatlakesdragaway.com. You can even rent the track for a couple of hours or all day. You and your friends, you and a giant group, your car club, whatever, go run them. Uh, greatlakesdragaway.com. That is greatlakesdragaway.com. Pick a lane, baby. Head down to Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove, Wisconsin. Good stuff down there. Car shows and all kinds of things down there quite often, as a matter of fact. Uh, 877-867-1670. Uh, John says, Bill, could the uh, could any of the NFL rules regarding trades, dates affecting cap mitigation, preventing official finalization of this trade? I don't understand, and I won't claim to, every intricacy of the rules and capology that is the NFL. Um, but to my understanding, that no, uh, that right now it's about the draft choices. And if the Packers don't get what they want by the NFL draft this year, they will hang on to Rodgers until after 20, uh, June 1st, and then they'll figure something out because then at that point in time they can spread out some of that cap money and give Jordan Love or whomever even more capability uh, and more financial resources to go out and find additional players such as a veteran wide receiver, a veteran tight end, or what have you. Um, so that's why I said it. it the, the Packers are like, okay, you're not going to give it to us. We're not going to trade him. Hang on to your draft choices. We're going to hang on to him as long as we want, and we may invite others to jump into the mix because now we don't have any incentive to trade him to you and get him in your camp prior to June 1st. And, oh, by the way, uh, any now conversation because he's not your commodity. He's not your property. They gave you permission to talk to him, to get to know him, to ask for the trade, but the Packers can rescind that and say, you know what, you're done. We don't want Nathaniel Hackett. We don't want Salah. We don't want anybody else communicating with this guy at all whatsoever. Otherwise, it's considered tampering. So you thought this deal was pretty much done and in the books. 
Uh, and then the whole, what many believe, including Charles uh, uh, Charles Davis there, who says, uh, yeah, this might be a uh, monkey wrench when he said, oh, by the way, I'm 90%. 90%. Yeah, or Charles Robinson, excuse me, Charles Robinson. I'm 90% into the, uh, into the retirement phase. So we'll see. Hey, coming up after the top of the hour, uh, we'll get back into this, but John Cooper from Our Lads, a scouting guide. It's that time of year. Our guys at Our Lads, loving it. Our Lads scouting guide should be arriving in my mailbox any day. I'm looking forward to it. But uh, we're going to talk with him about this draft and value of picks and such and get his thoughts uh, on all of this and who may be there for the Green Bay Packers. Good stuff. Good stuff. Got a lot more to get to. More of the Bill Michael Show. Two hours down, two hours yet to go. We'll be right here, right after this.